Hello, I'm an adult. And I'm young. And you're listening to Young Adult. Where we are reading through Mistborn, The Final Empire, by Brandon Sanderson. Today we're covering chapter 33. I stride in the room all young and hip. But before we cover chapter 33, I have a couple of notes. (laughs) So last episode, we had some discussion about money. Yeah. And while I was editing that, I started looking through the book for discussions of of the currency. Yeah. Um, So you you looked into money and idiom and little things like that. Yeah. And uh, that process of of skimming through quotes from basically the entire book i found a bunch of interesting details that we had forgotten about or failed to connect yeah so we're gonna briefly go over that yeah um unfortunately in the process of doing that i did accidentally skip ahead a couple of times and get some spoilers one of which was a serious spoiler but shouldn't be too bad hopefully uh, How big of a spoiler? Does it spoil it the whole ending? Close to. It's pretty huge. <laughs> it's 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 pretty big. But I'll, I'll I'll say when whenever we reach something that I was spoiled on. <laughs> uh, we do nothing in this chapter. Yeah. Um, so the first interesting thing you found clippings, which I actually suggested might be silver or sort of like pieces of eight, something like that. Yeah. Uh, they're explicitly the smallest coin and they're made of bronze. So yes, uh, that's wrong. But I mean, it could still be like, it's they could, that could still be how they got their name. Do we know what metal boxings are made of? Boxings are gold. Yeah. Boxings are gold. Or at least golden. They're called golden boxings several times. Yeah. I I was thinking they probably were. Uh, Um, there's, there's one mention of a 10 boxing gold piece, which it's just 10 times a boxing. Yeah, presumably it's just a bigger version of a boxing like. Yeah. Yeah, because that's pretty standard fantasy stuff. Yeah. But except that there would usually be a silver coin as well. I mean, you, you even said there that it's clippings are the smallest coin. Mm. Yeah. Which would suggest, I mean, okay, so we know three types of coins, but usually there's also a silver coin. Yeah, that's a big jump to go from bronze pieces to... Gold pieces. Yeah. And then 10 gold pieces. Mm. So here's an interesting little detail so when Kelsier is teaching Vin about Adium he specifically warns her that you can't drink it ahead of time because your stomach acids will destroy it so you have to drink it during the fight immediately Uh, and indeed when we see Shan take it she swallows it during the fight yeah but when Vin fights the Inquisitor and she burns Adium the Inquisitor does not drink he just looks at her and then starts burning Adium which you she, think she actually she actually says like oh I, she I didn't have time to think about what that meant, which you think means that your dispenser theory is confirmed. What else could it be, right? I, it, it's either that or they have some other way of using alamancy without needing to consume metal. Like it's it's got it's clearly something along those lines. Yeah, I mean it could be. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I've ever been very certain of your well, dispenser we, we, theories. We, we specifically see them. Use alamancy without consuming metal, and it's a metal that you specifically cannot consume ahead of time. So I think it's got to be the spikes. Maybe Inquisitors don't have stomach acids. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's a good one, actually. <laughs> yeah, okay, it could be that. Maybe they're, like, undead or yeah. something like that. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God, yeah, maybe they're zombies. That'd be weird. I could, I could see that. Maybe that's what Silver does. Boom. Creates Inquisitors. Um, Wait, that's actually a good theory, though. <laughs> <laughs> I said that as a joke. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of uh, other metals... Yeah, I'm gonna. This isn't the order that we wrote down our notes on, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit and bring up that uh, Kelsier talked about how ninety percent of the adium just sort of disappears when it reaches the city. Yeah, uh, he couldn't figure out what happens to it. Figures now, it's in the treasury. Uh, yeah, he 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 th- thinks it might be in the treasury, but he does like he, he makes a big deal about how like it doesn't pass through Sky hands, it doesn't pass through Ministry hands. Nobody knows what happens to it. So. At the time, we were like, okay, yeah, that's kind of mysterious, but, like, you know, whatever. It goes into some s- somewhere in the palace, probably. Goes into a big room just filled up with adium, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but since then, when Finn learns about gold, she brings up that it's a little surprising that it's not an alloy of adium. And Kelsier agrees. So I'm thinking, that is a good point. A lot of the paired metals are alloys of each other. So what if there is an alloy of adium that is paired with adium? And that's what he's using all this adium for. I have no idea what it would do beyond our usual speculations. You know, 11th battle lets you do whatever. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, uh, he's got it all. He's melting it down. Maybe it's like a like a, a big well, well of ascension type thing. Like we often speculate with these alternate metals. We like making stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a well of ascension. So maybe it's a well of magical metal in the world where all the magic is metal-based. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, it's... I don't know what it does, but that's what I think he's probably... He's got to be doing with it. Uh, The only other thing I could think of that they could be doing with it is, like, really ADM-intensive projects, like that uh, idea we speculated that they were, like, trying to chain ADM to get messages from the future. Or maybe he just keeps his all in the treasury. Or maybe he's, like, just burning ADM 24-7 at all times, and it burns really fast. Or maybe he just... Keep keep stalling the treasury. I mean, maybe, but I feel like it's a bit boring. But we've gotten like this. This seems like such a clear piece of foreshadowing that it's not in the treasury. Yeah, but we're pretty good at missing foreshadowing. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we totally forgot about this, but yeah, it seems in retrospect like it's meant as foreshadowing. But I mean, we miss foreshadowing, and then we often misread it as well. So yeah, yeah. Look, I'm not saying. I know what this means, but <laughs> I have a few theories. That's all. That's all we can say. Um, let's see. Let's more talk about the stuff. cost of adium. Yes. So when Kelsier gives Vin a little practice bead, you say that it, he apparently says that it's worth three thousand boxings. Yeah, he says this is worth more than the three thousand boxings that I gave you before. Specifically. Now, does he mean that it costs? Yes. Definitely? He definitely means that, yeah. But he could just well, mean well, it has d- more value. Yeah, he, he does know, like, he does, he does say that you can't sell it on. It's a, be- it's a possible defense, but that, um, he definitely says he, that's how much it, it, it costs. And he, he talks about how, like, the only reason why it's so valuable is because Alamancer's prize it. So much money. It's so much money. And again, and that's a small bead. Yeah. She's, she, when he gives her her proper bead to keep on her, in case like, of oh, this is bigger. This is it's described as several times bigger. So, so a single bead of 
Adium might cost 10,000 boxings. Probably, yeah. Maybe more. That's, <laughs> that's bonkers. It's pretty bonkers. I mean, you, you can see why they're reluctant to use it, right? Yeah, I mean... Oh my god. That's mm. a lot of money. Actually, uh, one thing I forgot to say was that assuming that the Lord Ruler is using that ADM for something... Yeah. ADM prices will never fall, right? They're act- If anything, they're going to hi- keep climbing higher. I mean, now they're going to be higher. Yeah. Because of... Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're higher because of what Kelsier did in the last chapter. But, like, what I'm, what I'm kind of saying is, like, assuming that the Lord Ruler gets defeated, this seems like maybe it's setting up a way that the market won't get flooded and reduce the rarity of ADM. Yeah. Like, because, like, as, as Kelsier points out, he's been storing up 90% of the ADM production for the past thousand years so that's a lot of adium that's yeah like that if, is quite if a bit kelsier adium. was right the amount of adium in that treasury would by far dwarf all the adium in the world besides that yep because people are using up their adium uh i mean, well, I mean we see how much adium house venture had it's a little tiny pouch that kelsier finds in a safe in, in, in that safe, which I didn't fully grasp this at the time, I don't think, but that was in Lord Venture's office. That was his personal safe. Yeah. and Which Kelsier went to because he thought that was where they would be keeping all their adium. And it was a, a pouch with probably hundreds of thousands of boxings <laughs> worth of adium. Yeah. Which yeah. means if the Lord Ruler has a stock anywhere near the size of what we can assume he has, it's worth millions, if not billions. Yeah, well, it's at a certain point, like, if he actually was to try and spend all that, it would flood the market. I mean, yeah, I mean, he couldn't literally sell it all at once Mm. for, I don't know, a billion boxings. But he has, theoretically. Yeah, looking over these kind of details all together, it it does help to, to really reinforce the way people talk about how this stockpile that the Lord Ruler has is, is what... Let's him control the empire. Yeah. And his, how important the monopoly is. And now this stockpile is even more important than ever before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, is there any more notes? Um, let's see. Oh, uh, House Ventures Forces? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this was kind of weird. Um, it's once said that House Venture has several hundred men. Like, that's their little army. Yeah, now this is before the House War stuff started up. Yeah. This is, this is when Kelsier is talking so about... This is peacetime. ...raiding them for the first time. Um, and they that that includes about a dozen Haze killers and a, a good two dozen misling nobles. Yeah, and because they have Adium, presumably a couple of Mistborn... Um, I'm not sure if the Mistborn are counted as Mistings or if they're like their own... Would they, They'd probably be their own thing. Yeah, I don't know. I would I would imagine they have like two or three Mistborn though. Yeah. yeah. Um that's kind of what I would have in my mind. That's this feels kind of low. It does. For the it? biggest house, the most protected, best mm. protected house. Now, like you said, like I said, this is in peacetime. And maybe they have more now. Maybe they like hired more guys. Yeah, it's worth noting as well, uh they, they talk about after Kelser goes on that raid the fact that the, at that point the, the noble houses had kind of a pact 
not to use Mistborn against each other. Yeah. Which Kelsier has now broken down by constantly Mistborning against them, but uh, maybe... It, we were really hard on that chapter because there weren't... They just seemed so much of a pushover when Kelsier was smashing them all. Yeah. Uh, but maybe, in retrospect, that kind of justifies it. I don't know if, I don't know if we talked about this, but, you know, maybe that was what they looked like after whoever, like, you know, like a hundred years of no Mistborn attacks. Yeah. Um, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's possible, for sure. We haven't seen Kelsier do anything like that since. So, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's possible that they've, they've beefed he up He just went on a little ADM raid. Yeah. What? He's got... <laughs> he's got all their ADM. I, 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 I can't believe I missed that. But it seems like he's got that house's supply of ADM. Well, he had it then. But this is like almost a year later now at this point. It's, it's at least half a year later. And yeah, he hasn't been using much ADM, has he? Yeah, but I mean, House Venture has restocked. Oh, well, yeah. So they, they say that the the Great Houses, is, the way they get their ADM is it's described as a stipend. So they pay the Lord Ruler a fixed amount and they get a fixed amount of ADM every month. Yeah. Uh, so they have one year's backup of ADM, however much that is. Like may, maybe that's one beat a month. You know? Yeah, I would think though that because House Venture controls Adam supply to the Lord Ruler, maybe they have a little bit of That's true. extra. They, they might be they might be keeping some back, I guess. Um, um or maybe the Lord Ruler dangerous. allows them to have a little more. Maybe, but again, we what we saw was that they didn't seem to have that much. They just had that one pouch. But maybe that was more than what other houses would have. Maybe. I mean, they are the richest house, so. It would make sense for them to have the most. Mm, maybe. I feel like this was probably a huge blow to House Venture. Like, they've been keeping it quiet, but they probably can't field Mistborn against other Mistborn now because... Yeah, I would say... Like, imagine every month they only get, like, three beats because of the stipend. Mm. Even then, they do not have that much now. Yeah. Like, they would not have that little pouches, that little pouch full. Yeah. After a year, because they'd only have like thirty beats, probably less because and you, they, we and we, and we don't even know how much they get anyway. Like I, I, they've been presumably they've been using their misborn since then as well. So yeah, so honestly, they might have little to no ADM. Yeah. at this point, <sighs> actually, which actually, which, which is probably why Shan was so confident that Vin would have less ADM than her. One thing I was thinking was um well she was right wasn't she <laughs> she was um but she probably Elend mentions how house venture is really struggling mm-hmm. well that was one major blow to a house that was already struggling so may- they don't they probably don't have the money to restock outside of the lord ruler's supply that's the thing i don't think you can because kelsey really really seems confident that there's no way to sell adium I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's he's tr- he's trying to convince Vin to take it, but I I mean, he 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 talks about how like pe- people try to sell it and they get hunted down. It just it never it never works. Yeah, I suppose. So I, I don't think the great houses are allowed to trade Adium. I think they're only allowed to get it from the Lord Ruler. It's like the. Do you think they're allowed to buy extra from the Lord Ruler? Again, I don't think they are. I think they can only apply for the stipend. Ah, uh, yeah. Can they? Here's another thought, though. If House Venture is has such a big blow to them and they're struggling financially, 
can they afford to pay the stipend? This is, is this is tens of thousands of boxings. Yeah. We, well, yeah, if it's... Could they... Can they afford to keep it going for long? Have they... Have they even been managing to pay it up until now? Have they had to cut mm, back on Adium? That's a good question. Or have they been pooling their money into the stipend because of the house war? Now, in fairness, House Venture is... Like, they, they may have been struggling a bit, but they're still a pretty big deal. I, I don't know... Like, 3,000 boxings was a huge amount to Kamen and his crew, but I'm not sure how crazy it is to a whole major noble house. Yeah, but we're assuming that each beat is probably about 10,000. Yeah. Which is still quite a bit. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I mean, it, well, if you assume... That's like... If you, if you assume a boxing is around 100 euro, yeah, that's like a million a pop. Which and is a lot. But to a great house. For, if you imagine like a rich family, like a you know, like one of the richest families around, you you would imagine they'd be able to pay a million in random. I I think they can probably manage. Now, unless they're on even harder times than I realized. Yeah, it's it's hard to know. Um, but I I definitely think that losing their stockpile was probably a really big. T- assuming I'm un- interpreting this whole arrangement correctly. Yeah, and assuming that was all of their. Yeah, I mean that. We don't know how much was in the pouch, but it's got to have been. You know, as you said, hundreds of thousands of boxings worth. Yeah. Easily. Maybe millions. Yeah, probably millions, honestly. Assuming it was a decent-sized pouch. Yeah. If it was a small pouch, if it was a big pouch. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't know. Any any size pouch can't be more than millions, mm. I don't think. Yeah, well, I, I have a hard time believing that they were... If, if Since it's, it's monthly, even if they're only getting, like, one a month, I have a hard time imagining that they are using so much ADM that they wouldn't have more than... A f- they would have a few years stockpiled, you know? Yeah, probably. So, surely it would have to be at least, you know, 30 or so. Yeah, which I would I would assume it was more than that, though. Yeah. Which is a lot. <laughs> um, if, if anything, that almost makes it surprising that Kelsier hasn't been uh, using ADM more. I mean, maybe he has been using ADM a lot on his... Adventures. We haven't seen much of those, I guess. Yeah, we haven't seen his POV as much lately. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, but we do know one thing that he used ADM for before the story, which was uh, he bought Orisur's contract. Who is Orisur, you ask? I have no idea. You think you have an idea? I'm pretty sure this is Reno, or fake Reno, whatever you want to call him, not Reno. I, I Could be. I can't. I'm th- this. We we heard, this line came before I think we met Reno, um, so we didn't make the connection. But yeah, I I'm, think this was in. I'm convinced like, this has never come up again. I, I'm convinced this is what it is. Kelsier has talked about having a contract with uh, with Reno. Um, yeah, because Reno was described as his. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure he bought Reno's loyalty with Adium, but I, I barely even count that as a prediction. Honestly, I, I'm so confident. Um, but the really interesting thing about that is why would Kandra want Adium? Now, okay, as I'm saying that, it occurred to me that I suppose it's possible that, like, we don't actually know what Kandra are, how they work, so maybe he's, like, a slave to some other person who would need Adium. 
Yeah. I guess. It's possible that they're, like, controlled by some noble family. But I think it's more likely that he's an independent agent, or at least part of, like, a family of Kandra or something, like a clan. Or something. Yeah, something. But my point is, if they need Adium, it's not to trade, because we're, you know, we know you can't sell it. It's impossible to fence. So... They must Maybe need it. Maybe can be fenced outside of the central dominance. Maybe, but I think they need it because they're misborns. They have the ability to copy mistings. I th- I think this is proof of that, honestly. Or not not proof, but I think this is definitely a strong hint in that direction. Evidence towards yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that seems the most. Yeah, you're right. It, it's totally possible that they do. They are able to trade it outside the central dominance. I guess. Yeah, I mean, we know that everyone's everything the hold on everything is lesser but if it was that easy would I'm not saying it's have claimed that it's impossible I'm not saying it's easy but I'm saying it might be possible yeah it's it's interesting as well so he uh, I had completely forgotten about this conversation but he, apparently he uh, and Doxon stole a little supply of adium from some noble at some, before the story. Uh, he used the last of it to destroy your mad's mansion. Um, and he used the rest of it to buy this contract. So this is, was a really expensive contract. Yep. Big deal. Like, we, we don't have to get exact figures, but presumably we're talking about multiple beads. Tens of thousands of boxings, mm. probably. Uh, for comparison, the entire amount that they were paid for this to take over the empire, yeah, they were offered thirty thousand boxings, half in advance. So, which was like years of saving for the rebellion, and now admittedly they they do complain that like that's only basically going to break even, yeah. But you know. It's, that's about what Reno paid, if not less than what he paid. Sorry, that, uh, what Kelsier paid for Reno. Assuming that I'm interpreting what, for whatever this contract was. Urasur's contract cost more than taking over the Empire. Yeah. That's wild. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Um, the, the, the only other thing I learned was that uh, we actually did know already that using Alamatsi near Adium Crystals shatters them, and that's why they can't use... Alamatchers to mine it. Uh, yeah, Kelser told us that before. We just forgot about it. <laughs> so that that whole thing of destroying the the pits was actually really well foreshadowed, and we just completely missed it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, as this always, snippet. yes, we get a snippet. Uh, this snippet's actually pretty interesting. So this is this is a snippet from like right at the end. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, would make sense. So the Lord Ruler, uh, he they're high in the mountains. He says they're they're free from the oppressive touch of the deepness, whatever that means. Um, and they go to a lake. Could this be the deepness or the Well of Ascension, maybe, or something? Well, this doesn't sound like the deepness. If if anything, we're told that the lake has an almost metallic sheen, which seems suspicious. Um, yeah, that. And then that was weird. They get attacked by a mist creature. With an, uh, stabbing with an invisible knife. A Kandra, perhaps? A Mistwraith? Something we don't even know about, maybe? Oh, it's probably a Mistwraith, yeah. <laughs> the uh, invisible knife thing, though. Maybe think Kandra. Well, 
I think they're the same thing. I think they're not. Is that a prediction? They have different names. I think they're two names for the same thing. I really do. Maybe they're cousins. Uh, I mean, misfrates are like sort of transparency, so I, I think that's all it means, like claws or whatever. Maybe they're cousins. They could be cousins, but I think they're just the same thing. I can't look it up, though, because that would be a spoiler. Oh, yes, it would. (laughs) (laughs) I want to prove that I'm right, even though I don't know that I am. Well, look, I... You can put that down as a prediction. Miss Wraith and Kandra are different things to a degree. Mm, Yeah, I I will, I will. Um, So the actual chapter... uh, it's, it starts with just their, their, the crew are just chatting in their bolt hole. Yeah. Um, funnily, the first line, I thought someone was shouting, but I think that's just every... Yeah, the, the first few words. The first every, few words are, are capitalized. But in yeah. this case, it seemed like someone was shouting, <laughs> but I, it, it is, it's not. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I don't know about you, but I hadn't really realized that, like, if Marsh had talked that would really be kind of the end of the plan yeah but that's what they're that's the conclusion they're, they're coming to in this chapter does seem to be yeah I I mean I don't think the plan is over but Kelsier doesn't seem to think so <laughs> that's true that's true well or does he he seems very desperate in this chapter um Doxon complains that that Kel keeps giving our money away to the ska and soon they're gonna run out I hadn't realized that he was doing that like giving money away, I guess. Well, they, we saw they, him by the, say that he was giving them food. Yeah, okay, that might be what he means. Yeah, in my mind, I was thinking of him like physically handing over money. He might be doing some of that too. Um, this this stood out to me because Doxon is a ska. Yeah, we we've talked about the fact that he's the only ska on the crew. In fact, which we think is cool. Um, but he here he refers to the ska in he a, as if he's not one of them almost. And he doesn't seem too pleased about the fact that Kelsier is... Well, I mean, Kelsier is wasting their resources a bit. Sure, I, I, I get that perspective, absolutely. But it, it's interesting to me that he even Doxon... the ska. Even Doxon, yeah, would say the ska as if... Like, he, he's he's totally become a noble at this point. Rather... Well, I mean, what would you expect him to say, though? My equals? Like... Uh, just to, like... Other ska? To, yeah, or, or just to ska, or just to... Just keeps giving our money away, like... He doesn't have to say to the ska. Well, I mean, he's not giving away to nobles. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, you're right. I might be reading too much into this, but it, it still stood out to I mean, me. You're right. Doxon has become a posh noble person quite a lot. But I don't really know what else he would have been expected to say. Mm. Uh, we, we get some more ska versus noble stuff in this. Then uh, talks about the fact that the crew are able to move on from losing Marsh so quickly. Yeah. Which is a very scat attitude, they say. Doxon claims that hundreds of nobles have died in the battle, which... Was uh, a surprise. In the war, rather. Uh, yeah, well... It felt like quite a lot. Well, especially having just read that, like, a couple of dozen mistings is the most that any house has, it seems like. Yeah. Now, obviously, not all nobles are mistings, by any stretch, but... Yeah, that seems like a huge death toll. Yeah. Um, Kelsar shows up tired from pewter drag. I, for some reason, I totally thought that he'd done something else when this happened. But no, it, he's just coming back from the end of the last chapter. I mean, he said he'd be two days, so kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't realize that, but 
for some reason I was like, oh, wow, I wonder where he's been. What's he been up to? <laughs> uh, and he, he tells them what he did. Uh, they, they talk a little bit more about how ADM crystals work. Yeah. So I hadn't quite gotten this, but uh, the, it seems like the, the geodes, like, replenish over time. So the crystals, like, exude the little nuggets of, of ADM. Um, so it's not like he just shattered a bunch of holes, and so it'll be way harder to find. Like, he's destroyed the things that were producing the ADM. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, it'll, it'll, he said, they say it'll take centuries to, for them to grow back. I, I kind of assumed they were a non-renewable resource, you know? Like, you, you had to find the geode, and then once you took it out, it was empty, and that was it. Apparently, that's not how it works. But they do say it will take centuries for them to grow back. Uh, about 300 years or so. Vin and Sazet chat for a little bit. And Sazet says that he has never heard the legend of the 11th medal before Kelsier. Which is a bit suspicious. It is, isn't it? Um, they, even even Vin seems to find it a little bit suspicious. Yeah, she does say she believes him for some reason, but yeah. still a bit suspicious. And we we'd heard this before from Lord Venture. In fact, that this was a a legend that wasn't known. He he, he claimed that he thought it was made up specifically to control this this gap by by Kelsier. Yeah. Um, ironically, um, talking to Kelsier at the time. <laughs> Yeah, and it is true that we don't have anyone except Kelsier who knows about it. Only Kelsier has any. Yeah. Even he doesn't understand how it works, apparently. Yeah. We think, was Kelsier ripped off by some (laughs) (laughs) random guy outside of the central dominance? That would be funny. Maybe. Yeah, it's... It's hard... Like, I can't think what this could mean other than that it's a hoax, right? Yeah. But it seems weird that it would just be a hoax after all this. That's true. Mm. Uh, And then they go to watch the latest round of executions. Or they think they do. Yeah. Um, So I want to claim credit here for as soon as Kelsier said he was going to go watch this, I thought, okay, there's going to be someone there. I was thinking maybe Elend was going to be among the people being executed. Like, he's he's been found for his books. Yeah. Interesting thought. Uh, But it's not Elend. Well. It's not Elend. It's Spook and Reno. And the other servants. Elend does show up, though. Elend does show up, but he's he's not. He's not. he, He shows up freaking out because he thinks Vin is about to be executed. Which is good. Good luck on him. Mm, mm. Well, if Vin sees him, anyway. Yeah. Uh, curiously, Kelsier spots this better than Vin does. Vin is, like, barely able to tell that Spook is one of them, but Kelsier says that he can see it's Spook and yeah. and even, like, the others was like ham or dachshund or something is like they look a bit well dressed and Vin just doesn't seem to notice mm. she's probably just not looking I don't know yeah uh, Vin takes this as proof that Marsh broke she says the ministry must know that Reno was a fake Marsh broke after all um I'm not quite ready to believe that to call us to call that like de- definitive but I mean there are other ways that they could have been caught right yeah, definitely. But, admittedly, it, it, it isn't looking great for for our prediction there. 
Um, and obviously, Kelsier tries to intervene in recklessly heroic fashion. Um, I've got to say, in a, in a fashion which really feels very last, last Sandy, doesn't it? Yeah, I was actually kind of wondering if he was sacrificing himself. Mm. Which he might still be. I mean, he, he's he's not going to. He's die, trying to I get away, think. but <laughs> yeah, this this has big lost last stand energy. He's he's recklessly coming forward, and it is an ambush, sort of. It's an ambush with one inquisitor. The one inquisitor who keeps coming back. Yeah, this freaking guy. Uh, he, well, he claims that he won a draw to decide who would do this. I mean, he clearly wants to just kill them all. Yeah, he's still looking for Vin. After all, this yeah, time. yeah, he's he's asking Kelsier about Vin. He's like, yeah, so so where's she at? And Kelsier's like, why is it you again? <laughs> why is there not more of you? What is going on? <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, the narration throughout this, Kelsier was referring to it as like a creature. Yeah, which kind of threw me a bit. Well, we do know that they're like weird because they're like they're weirdly tall. Yeah. They, I mean, okay, they are freaking got spikes through their eyes. Sure, but, th- well, there was there was one bit in particular where it says, like, the creature, a creature landed on top of the cart or something, and I was like, there's a creature here? <laughs> I thought it might be finally one of those monsters appearing. Yeah, those but, monsters that I uh, still can't remember the name of. It's just, it's just the Inquisitor. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this whole chapter from here on is just an action scene. Yeah. There's not a whole lot we can say about that, really. Uh, Vin and Breeze hang back and try to pick off guards by soothing them into running away. I can't complain a bit more about... There's more of Kel's kind of dramatic inner monologue. He's like, I shall not stand for this, and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I said, real, like, real, weird. real heroic last stand uh, rhetoric. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he he does have a plan, though. He's just trying to distract the Inquisitor for long enough that the prisoners can escape, and then he's going to run away. Yeah. Uh, and that's how the chapter ends, basically. he's uh, He downs all his vials that he's got and prepares to, to fight the Inquisitor. And uh, the chapter ends. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. So... Hmm. <laughs> so, favorites and least favorites. So, what was your least favorite part of this chapter? I feel like my least favorite part of this chapter is just the fact that it, that that whole beginning part where they're just kind of sitting around and nothing is happening. It's boring. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, it was boring. Um, I mean, look, I then the rest of the chapter is pretty crazy and like kind of keeps you reading, but up until that point, it's boring. Yeah, I'm gonna say, and I want to say, my favorite is just the action of the fight scene. Like, there's some cool moments in there. Yeah, I would say for my favorite, um, I would think is actually Vin's reaction to all of this. She's like, "Guys, you're insane. What are you doing?" <laughs> yes. And she's totally right because it's a trap. Yes, that's true. I, 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 I mean, yeah. Well, so to defend Kelsier a little bit here. And look, we see from inside his head that he's being a dumbass, but in in his defense, this is their only shot, right? Because they're about to reach the square where there are going to be a ton of Inquisitors yeah. who are coming from a different direction. So if they're going to free them, this is their only shot. Yeah, and he does he does make 
he does say to Vin, like, you know, this is about friendship. Yeah, he does. And but... in a way, like, yeah, okay, you don't want all your friends to die, but also, I'm going to get everyone else killed if you do this, maybe. Is mm, it... Well, the other's hiding back, so it would really just be him, but... Ham is in there. Oh, well, yeah, Ham actually does go around, that's true, I forgot. Um, that. even... Even Breeze and Vin are in an alleyway, like, right next to the action, and they could be found. They could be. Vin almost jumps into the action to try help Kelsier because he's being such a dumbass. Mm. Um, I mean, think about it. If Breeze and Vin got found, yeah, Vin could get away, but could, could Breeze? Oh, yeah, no, that's true. Breeze would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Vin can carry Breeze. So Maybe with Pewter. So if Kelsier dies, Ham is the most likely to die and Kelsier. But then Breeze and Vin are also at risk just because of him jumping in. Yeah, in fact, it's worth noting that Ham is basically sacrificing a squad of 100 soldiers here. Yeah. He like, some of them will probably get away, but... Most of them will get to die. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah, so my favorite part is Vin being like, are you guys all insane? This is a bad idea. And then it being a trap. I, I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Kelsier kind of deserved that. It's, it's, it's funny. Like, it's a trap, but it's such a bad trap. There's only one Inquisitor. I mean, Inquisitors are used to just being able to beat everyone, so... Sure, but they, they know he's a Mistborn, right? Yeah, they do, and they they would they should really and they, send and they know, two. And, they, and we know they know that Vin is a Mistborn. Yeah, and we know they know that he's gotten away before. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah, now maybe there's another layer to the trap, in, actually. In, right? this, in this book, at least, he's gotten away, like, two, yeah. three times. Actually, you know what? I'm going to make that a prediction, that there's another layer to the trap. Yeah, this does feel like kind of a bad trap. Yeah. That's true. And my least favorite part of this chapter is Kelsier's overdramatic inner monologue. Or not not inner monologue, but like inner dialogue. Where he's just going to himself, I shall not stand for this. Hundreds have died. Nay, thousands. Nay, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, that that was... That wasn't great. It's it's something that Sanderson kind of keeps doing for this. And like... I mean, it's it's clearly at this point it's clearly an established part of Kelsier's character. I just it's don't just, like it. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, um, Kelsier can be like passionately, or just just be passionate about all of this. But mm. does he have to be passionate in a way that sounds dumb? No. Mm, yeah, I I would I would like it more if he was putting more thought into his justifications for doing this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <sighs> what would you say your favorite thing was though? Thin. I already said that. Oh, you did. Sorry, yeah. But we we normally do them in the other order. Yeah, we, we well, we usually ask each other each time. <laughs> yeah. But you kind of um, threw that off. Okay, uh, so to, to finish up on this chapter, I think we should try and predict what's going to happen next because this is such it's, a cliffhanger. Yeah, I admit that I looked onto the next page just to see if it was going to stay in the action. Oh, okay. And it, it, it looks like it did when I realized what I was... I did that, like, before thinking... You know when you like you're reading a book and you just yeah, go yeah. straight on. Oh. Yeah, it's definitely this one is definitely one of the more like I I think I think it's going straight on to the action again. Yeah. Um, but I do have to wonder. Okay, so we're less than a hundred pages from the end of the book. You know, mm. this is this is the big part. We know there's only a few chapters left, uh, six or seven maybe. Which, well, that's not thought that that few in fairness. Yeah. So I think either one of two things can happen. And, okay, there could also be lots of other stuff that I'm wrong about. But in my mind, I'm thinking that either we stay in the action for the next chapter and we kind of, things just keep escalating 
until we get to the end. Hmm. Like, just... I've seen that done in other books where literally the last hundred pages, it just keeps ramping up and up and up. I guess I could see that. Like, things are thrown off, and instead of them getting away, which is the other thing that could happen, they could get away, they could go back, recoup for the last time, and then make their move, but I feel like that'd be messier. Mm. But what I'm imagining, and what I would probably do, if I, you know, if I was Sanderson, is that I would take it from here. You know, he has his grip by the throats, he plunges into this action, which was quite exciting, and just keep us there. I mean, he can have the fight going on somehow. Maybe this... I mean, we know Scar are watching this. Mm. We mm. know everyone's watching. This is a big, very public fight, and it could just lead all the way to the palace. Who knows what could happen? I mean, there's lots of things that you could do, potentially, but the action, I think, could either just keep building until we hit the climax from here, I, I could see and that. And then we get the you know the, little, the few chapters of Fallout. Yeah, so I my thinking was that we're still maybe a bit too far from the ending for that. Yeah, I. that's another thing I thought. Okay, maybe there's going to gonna be um, this chapter, and then there's going to be a little break, and then they, you know, mm. they regather and they regroup. But uh, well, but the thing is, though, yeah, we, we don't know how much of that is going to be, like, a come down from the climax, so... Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's usually not just the epilogue that's the fallout. Yeah. You know, the falling action is usually a couple of chapters. So, I think what I said could happen, but it could just as easily not happen. Mm. And it could just, they could just easily get away. This is like the the prelude to the climax. Mm. So, what I was thinking was uh, maybe a little bit e- even more of a, of a bold prediction, but my thinking is that maybe Kelsey is just going to die in this fight. Really? Because well, just just the vibe that I'm getting from him here is last stand. Yeah, he's really making a big thing of like you know he's he's lost everything, he's will, he's willing he, he can't stand anymore. He's got to go all out just this once. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It 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 feels like a like a final words kind of deal, and you know it, 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 that also kind of ties into my prediction that there's going to be another layer to this trap. You know, if if another layer of the trap springs and like a bunch of inquisitors jump out from everywhere. That's it for Kelsey, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> why would you text me during the recording? Texting. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> I'm texting. I was texting the group chat. Ah, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so I was looking at the time. I'm, I'm leaving that in. That's such no, a, that's such a wild thing to do. You te- I didn't think your phone would be on buzz during a podcast. <laughs> That's your fault. I took my phone off, Buzz. Uh, I suppose that is kind of my And then you put it on a table? <laughs> the same table as the laptop? Where it would vibrate? Okay, okay. That's on you, not on me. <laughs> I guess, I guess. I'm um, going to do it again. Don't do it again. <laughs> I have to do it again. I have to finish what I was saying. All right, all right. <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, well, I was basically finished, I think. So, mailbox time. Yes, so we have our regular commenter kind of ripping through our predictions, like <laughs> last time. Well, that, they, they liked quite a few of our predictions. Um, we, we don't need to, to go over those ones, really. Just, be, just to say, yeah. like, like they, they like my theory that uh, Marsh was taken out as an eternal threat by the Steel Inquisitors. Um, um, first thing we should talk about... <laughs> kind of kind of took a knock when we heard that well, Vin, Vin thinks that they probably broke Marsh 
because of Reno. Yeah, the fact that they captured Reno. Um, but again, still, still, doesn't tell us how much he broke, though. And it's still possible. It's still possible. Um, so first of all, they. So first of all, they <laughs> um, they raise some fair points about the idea that the Inquisitor's weakness is pulling out their spikes. Like, yeah, what are you going to do? Walk up to an Inquisitor and pull out their spikes? I think they're not going to be into that. Um, one point I will make is that, so, they talk about, like, we don't know what the function of the spikes is. Since I am convinced that I know the function of the spikes, I believe that if you pull out their all of their spikes, then they would not have any pewter which is hidden in the spikes. Well, they would still have pewter burning inside of them, presumably. Yeah, but I don't... I don't know if they would, actually, because I... I don't know if... Like, you, when you burn a metal in your gut, like, how much of it is in your, your system, as it were, and how much is just in your gut? Uh, oh, just occurred to me. The fact that you can't pull out an Inquisitor's spikes with Alamancy is maybe evidence for this idea. Just because, like, it, it suggests the fact that it's the same reason that you can't pull out the metal that's in a person's stomach. But, like... Okay, so we, we have been spoiled uh, on the fact that there might be more spikes under their clothing. We don't know for sure. Um, we don't know how many liberties the fan art artists might be taking. Um, as I say this, Young is staring at <laughs> a piece of fan art showing spikes in an Inquisitor other than their eyes deliberately spoiling himself and trying to count the number of spikes to see if it indicates anything about whether each spike is a different metal. I don't really consider this a spoiler. I've, 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 I've talked about this off air a little bit. So if each spike is a different metal, then uh, potentially if you pulled out the pewter spike, that would uh, instantly kill them from having spikes through their body and not having pewter to burn. Maybe, but it's fine. I think I was wrong about what I was saying earlier. Uh, <laughs> yeah, again, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust fan art that much anyway. So I'm not too <laughs> too fussed about the um, boilers. But uh, yeah, if, so if if that's the case, um, at the very least, pulling out all their spikes would presumably mean they die pretty much instantly from not having any pewter. I think. But that also sounds like a really hard thing to do. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, you might you might be have a better shot if each spike was a different metal, then. Pulling out the one that dispenses pewter might be enough. Yeah. But we don't know if that's the case. I don't really consider this fan art a spoiler, to be honest. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just character design for all we know. Yeah, that's true. It could easily be, you know, fan artists take a lot of cues from just from fanfic and from each other and from... from other fan art, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, for, uh, there's, a, there's a character in Worm who had an old costume and it's mentioned in like one interlude and it sounds like kind of a cool design so people drew them with that and now like every depiction of them has that even though that's not their costume yeah even though they don't wear that in the modern day at all (laughs) uh in fact it's there's a bunch of stuff like it's specifically talked about like why they stopped wearing that uh and but several like several there's a bunch of like plot points tied up in that fact but nonetheless everyone draws that because of the really cool fan art that, that has them wearing that um, yeah so, so i'm just saying like stuff stuff catches on from fan art we don't <laughs> we, we can't take any of that as gospel but 
Um, regardless, yeah, I'll admit it's not a huge weakness. The fact that they had the spikes. Yeah, it was a it was a fun idea though while we were thinking of it because we were trying to think of ways to kill an inquisitor. Yeah, and in fairness, as they point out, we don't actually know that that theory is true. So it's totally possible that there are just like magic spikes that are reanimating zombies monsters or whatever uh yeah okay so again going off the fan art though imagine okay imagine there's spikes in every part of the body right and they're like being puppeted by the yeah. spikes yeah maybe the spikes are the real inquisitor and this body is just so they're it doesn't make any sense but it it's such a cool make, idea it doesn't really make any sense how would they move their hands how would they even use alamancy well without... spikes are alamancers obviously well, no, I mean, they have to be puppeted by an Alamancer. So it wouldn't actually make any sense. Okay, so this doesn't 100% make any sense, but what if you had a bunch of, like, steel and iron Alamancers around, kind of the way they do with the soothing stations, and it's literally just guys, like, watching out the windows, puppeting them? <laughs> I mean, that's so dumb, and it's definitely not right, but, like, that just came into my it, mind. That definitely can't just... be true, because we know that the metals in them can't be affected by Alamancers, because it's inside their body. If, and, what if it's a dead body, though? Well, then Kelster would be able to affect it. But he doesn't know that. But he, he would see the lines, I think. But maybe you can see the lines, but you can't. I'm pretty sure them. you can't see the lines. Yeah, okay. Like I said, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, oh, no, I know we can't. you can't see the lines, because Vin wears a piercing in her ear. And Kelsier hasn't been able to track her using that during their spars. Ah, okay, fair enough. I I, I think she. Was, I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure she was wearing them during her spars, yeah. but anyway, she that wears was, that most of the time. Again, so. that was a wild idea that just came into my mind for a second. It sounds cool, but it doesn't make any sense <laughs> practically. Yeah. Um. So another thing that was commented on was not Reno is going to become a main member of the crew, finally giving us insight into the Kandra. Um. So they they point out that if our speculation that Kelsier is going to end up turning on the crew and become like a new Lord Ruler type is true, then uh, given that he seems to be the one who holds his contract, its contract, then yeah, that it wouldn't. Really it does make seem sense. like it does. Well, yeah, it seems like quite likely not Reno would go with Kelsier in that case. And even then, it, it it just seems generally unlikely that we would see that much from Reno's POV. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, Especially as, I mean, we've had him here for so long already. So that is true, yeah. He's been... It'd be kind of weird to enter the second book and yeah, get a bunch fact, of his POV. Kelsier did say something about his contract only covering pretending to be Reno or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said something along those lines, so I'm not sure... That's true. Not Reno, he never, like, he never joins in on any of the stuff. Yeah, and when, apparently we're told Kandra have nothing to fear from an Assassin's Blade, so presumably he's good in a fight. He might be able to pass for a thug or something, we don't really know. Um, I suppose if he's, if he's able to, like, in a fight he can, like, like, manifest, like, animal jaws or whatever to eat you, then it would be immediately obvious he was a Kandra. But I don't know. They talk about our prediction that one of the other metals that we don't know about is able to speed up your personal flow of time in some way to sort of speed up your alamancy and make it sort of more powerful that way. Uh, Which, of course, does raise the question, if you're doing that, are you moving at super speed? Are you maybe healing at super speed? 
I should maybe mention at this point, we're recording this last segment after we recorded next episode already. So, <laughs> Young is going wild next to me over some of these uh, details. <laughs> I, but I, I am being careful not to me- mention any spoilers or let spoiler knowledge influence us. <laughs> um, um, they point out that if Kelsier knew how to use the Eleventh Metal, spreading that information seems like it would be a good idea. I don't really have anything to say about anything else, really. Oh, ages. So they say that they think Finn is 17, Kelsier is in his 40s, Clubs is in his 50s, and the rest are between 30 and 40, with Spook being around 14, probably. Um, All sounds which, about right. That feels, that's, I would not have said Kelsier was in his 40s. Yeah, I might have put Kelsier down a bit, but everything else feels about right. Yeah, I picture Kelsier as like... 30s. Late, late 20s, early 30s, yeah. Oh, okay, well, I was going to say, I I said, I would think 30s. He, he, he gives off young man kind of energy to me, you know? He's the he's the guy who's ready to take on the world. But that doesn't necessarily actually mean that he's young. It's just... In, yeah. fa- in fact, I don't think he can be, because we know he's old enough to be Vin's dad. Yeah. She's 17, so he would have to be at least 15 years older. Yeah. So he'd have to be in his 30s, at least. Yeah. They point out that Wallen might be a reference to Michael Whelan, the artist who does the covers for Stormlight, at least. Yeah, well, what I would have to say about that is um, I don't know if Sanderson knew Whelan at that point, because obviously Stormlight came out after. Whelan, I think, also might have done some of the covers for um, Wheel of Time, which Sanderson was offered after this book. Hmm. But then again, he would still be nodding to Whelan, who is would have been one of the most prominent cover artists for fantasy at the time. So I'm not sure if he would have known him though, because this was only Sanderson's second book. Hmm, that's a good point. Uh, what was his first book? Uh, Elantris. Okay, so yeah, so he wouldn't have been. He, would, he hasn't. He hadn't written the Stormlight Archive at this point. Is what my point is. My yeah. Point. No. So. Yeah. Well, he had actually written. Well, okay, he hadn't published it anyway. I was going to say he had actually written a version. And in fairness, it's, it's possible that he knew them before hiring them, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, then that's the end of the episode. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to read Chapter 34 before... God damn it. I can't, I can't look at you without laughing at that. He's breaking down laughing because we're recording this last bit after reading the next chapter. Uh... And, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite a chapter, so <laughs> definitely read it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm almost tempted to do, to, like, up our, our schedule so you guys aren't forced to wait two weeks for the next episode or something. But <laughs> I would break the consistency that we've had for yeah, we, quite a while we now. Probably, we probably won't. Um, regardless, uh, if you want to reach out to us and perhaps get some of your own comments on the chapter into the episodes coming up, then you can find us on uh, Twitter at PodYoungAdult. Uh, we post all of these Mistborn episodes on r slash Mistborn, so you can find them there. That's on Reddit. And uh, our email is podcastyoungadult at gmail.com, so we would love to hear from you that way as well. And of course, all podcasting apps and so on tend to have some kind of function for rating or reviewing the podcast so we would love to get some positive reviews from you 
that way. Uh, if you have negative reviews, send them by email. Don't don't send them by <laughs> my podcast app and make us look bad. Um, yeah, that's that's it. I think. Thank you for listening, and good night.